0: And welcome back to our latest podcast in the Tap Talks HR series. This time, we're talking to Dave Milner, known as the HR curator. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for asking me. Thanks for coming. And today, we're talking about the subject of making change happen in the digital world. Well, first question has got to be, Dave, what do you think your definition of the digital world is? I do have a definition, but let
1: me just let me just give you a great quote, which I, I've heard uh, mentioned a few times, I think it was a guy at Microsoft services. And it, and he made a great quote that said, if you put 20 executives in a room and ask them to define digital, you're guaranteed to get 20 different answers. And, and I think that the point of the question is that it's quite a complex subject, this, you know, it, when I look at it, at my sort of definition is it's about the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business which means the culture needs to change the processes and practices may change and more importantly the behavior of leaders and the workforce are also likely to change so this is all about delivering value to customer you know the customers it's about improving the customer experience it's about unlocking value that it already is there and so i think I guess what I'm saying is that digital is just not about technology, okay? It, it's an integral part of your strategy. It's a, going to change the way you do things. But it's more than just an app. It's more than just having stuff on your phone, on your iPads at work. It is most definitely a change in mindset and a change in the way you do things around here.
0: And and I think it's, um, for HR Practitioners and people listening to this podcast, uh, I think the, to me, the problem with the, the digital world is, is the fact that we're in the middle of a, an amazing explosion of technology and everything and some people call it the fourth industrial revolution Yes, um, we've got the emergence of such things as as 3D printing which is going to revolutionise everything I don't think it's impacted but also smartphones from 10 years ago we're in the middle of all this and, and I know HR practitioners practitioners are so busy being busy that a lot of the time they can't follow trends they don't know what's happening so by the time they actually get an opportunity to do some research the world has moved on so it's I, I like the sort the subject for today: making change happen in the digital world. Because in some ways, defining what a digital world is in itself is something that's changing all the time. Very much so. Um, yeah. So, for a HR practitioner, what, what, what do you think they need to know about the digital world? What's a few things? I, I think, I
1: think the, the first thing I think, if I look at it from a di- you know digital HR, I've heard that phrase quite a few times. You know, and everybody sort of smiles and and says, "Oh yes, of course," and they have no idea what it really means. And I guess. I think the digital HR opportunity for HR is is really about how can we maximize the opportunities that technology can provide us with. You know, we've got social, mobile, cloud, robots, automation, all that great stuff. Now, you know, I didn't join HR to get involved with technology or data. That's a common thing that I hear at, at conferences. The key is, is that unfortunately, data and technology is the future of HR. And and we don't need to be experts in it, but we need to be competent and able to understand what it can do for us. Because from my perspective, technology in an organization, technology in the HR field is an enabler. It's something there to help us to do things quicker, better, faster, and it's probably dragging HR practitioners out of, dare I say, our comfort zone in terms of the things we like to do, may not necessarily be the things that need to be done by us. You know, robots are probably gonna take tasks away. Automation and software is gonna take tasks away. I don't think it's gonna take all of our jobs away. So I I think that's the first thing we need to get very clear, the myth that all these jobs are gonna disappear. I think they're going to change, they're gonna be redefined. Some may may disappear, but I think there's gonna be as many new jobs as there will be old ones that disappear. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is that digital is not going to happen without a cultural change. And that means there needs to be a mindset change in terms of the way the organization thinks about technology. And also a mindset change at an individual level in terms of how you operate with it. You know, I'm still struggling to understand some of the technology programs I've got. You're probably the same, Anthony. Mm. Now a lot of the my younger colleagues i've worked with you know they just get this so much quicker now that's probably me but what i'm saying is I have a desire to learn and to, to, to get round it and find out what they can do because I know it will make my life easier. And it will know, I know it will make sure that I can do the things I'm interested in rather than having to do the stuff that I'm not interested in. So you know that starts to tap into some of the you know, things that relate to my experience at work, my experience in my organization. So I think that the second thing I would then say is that people and capability needs are gonna change. So I think people say we need new digital skills. Uh, we need a digital workforce. We don't need a digital workforce. We need a human workforce that have the ability to use digital processes and programs. I think that's, there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a common, very subtle difference there. I think leadership capabilities will be changing. I think workforce capabilities will be changing. And and I think the role of change will start to become continual. So I, I could see the role of change champions being introduced into organizations because the change is a constant and to support the managers and leaders, they may well need an expert in doing that, which has always been positioned as an HR activity, but maybe that may be separated out. I don't know, I'm just throwing that in as a possibility. I think the final thing on you know the digital change process is that there is a lot of process and structure that needs to be put in place don't get me wrong so you're going to have you know roadmaps facilitating the change redesigning the organization maybe redesigning jobs things that HR used to do but probably have not done as we should have done in the past and I think one of the critical things is that change will then be if you like, fully involving the workforce rather than it being done to them. I think that for me is the really big change because the old way of implementing change is not gonna work. And, and I think there are so many parts to this process in terms of changing you know, a new piece of technology kit is there for new learning, new ways of doing things, and maybe new behaviors that you need to collaborate more, may need to interact with the customer differently. So that's an incredibly long answer to your question, but I think, I guess what I'm trying to get across is, this is a quite a complex thing, and we've got to try and make sure that we see it as a series of elements that need to be worked on at the same time.
0: So from what I'm hearing from there, I mean, this change in the digital world comes almost back to a change in HR behaviour, a change in employee behaviour and a change in leadership behaviour. Very much so, yes. And, and
1: with, with the overarching probable, possible cultural change that may be required, because it may mean that... You know, you may have to have different ways of interacting with customers, different behaviours. You know, there could be perhaps more transactional ones and more different relationship ones. So, Mm. you know, that's what technology brings. Because if you think you wake up in the morning and you find that your, your phone has suddenly updated apps overnight and we just accept it and get on with it. In the corporate world, if that happens, there could be a training need, there could be a learning need, and that needs to be done probably first thing in the morning before they start their work. Do you mm. see what mean? so
0: it's going to change the way that we have to think about things and the way that we have to operate. But also the, the ability to source training. If, if you think, if, if you get a new operating system update, overnight, uh, as, as all our favorite operating systems do without any warning to us, um, personal experience there. Yes. Um, you, you, you don't go, I need to go on an X training course. What you do is you go and Google it or something like that, and you actually see what, what other people have written about it. It's almost like that collaborative learning environment outside, which is very quick, allows you to, to, to change and evolve really quick. yourself mm. needs to come inside the organization. That's right. So it's almost like how do you Google internally yeah. to find and, what you want. And of course that doesn't come without
1: risks. So you know, risk now starts to become a critical thing that needs to be managed, possibly more clearly and more closely than has been done before. You know, you know, where well you said you've got so many days to do this training, you know, and you you leave it to the last day and then you do it, mm. you moan and groan about it, and then it's done. Well, it could well be that 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 level of delay may not be acceptable, because as you rightly say, the
0: speed of which this stuff is happening is so immense. Mm. So it's almost like collaborative boards might help some kind of things. People can actually just put solutions to yeah. to, to, to training uh, over A- absolutely. And and I think that's where the whole
1: learn that the whole learning thing is becoming very interesting in terms of new ways of learning, micro learning, um, learning that's pushed out to you, as well as learning that you're pulling in things that are of interest to you. So you know, I I I've, I've used apps where you know I, I may have search for something I don't know an example let's say design thinking you know that's the next big thing in HR apparently you know so you search design thinking and you may find something and then the learning app then comes back to you two weeks later and says oh Dave um it talks to you if you want it to if you want to be embarrassed you know while you're on the train and and you sort of say oh you know you were looking for an article on design thinking one's just come out um here's the link why don't you have a look and you think oh wow so it then starts to push things out based on your learning preferences and the things that you've been looking for in the past. So I think underpinning all this digital stuff is new behavior from employees, new behavior from organizations and managers in terms of understanding that we're going to have to transfer that learning much quicker than we've ever done before.
0: And you're right in the fact that there's technology that is now emerging able to do that, absolutely. Do that. And the great example is, as I heard the other day about Netflix. Is so uh, they used to, when they started up, you rated from one to five the films that you used to watch, but uh, or, or films, and they used to say, but the films that were rated really highly weren't the ones that everyone watched; they were the intellectual ones that. You think you should be rating right. But actually, nowadays, you go into the likes sort of Netflix or Sky or anything, it's pushing content towards you, saying, actually, if you watch this and this, you'll probably like this. Correct. Kind of thing. So, the rapid pace of change in the digital welfare employees could be that on demand learning yeah. that's quite intuitive, and dare I say, using mm. AI to get it. Yeah. There and and I think, you know, that's that's
1: a great example of what I mentioned earlier about new capabilities of the workforce because. You know, having that learning orientation is going to be so important, so yeah. important. Um, and that may not necessarily be on every job description, you know, at this particular stage. But I do believe it will become really important.
0: Which is interesting because that brings you on to the skills of, of the, the, the future. And digital is going to bring in a different set of skills. Yeah, Some of them might be higher level uh, emotive skills between different two humans kind of thing, but some of them might be how fast can you absorb information. Very much so. So, um, moving back to to change in uh, HR, in, in HR behavior, I was recently at a HR analytics conference and it's almost like the conference was split into two subjects. One was the analytics people really wanting to know about what new tech was out there and how do they get really deep into the tech. But then there was the other half, which was more the HR, senior HR practitioners, HR leaders coming and talking saying, actually, it doesn't matter what the technology is, it really doesn't. It's actually what you do at the front end and the back end of these analytics processes to help you uh, define what issues you need to to resolve and actually what you do at the back end to make sure it embeds. I mean, what's your view on HR's role in that world of analytics and what do you see as you travel around? Um, I, I think analytics is, is a critical part. You know, every
1: business, however big or small, is a, is a data business now. We're all collecting data, whether we use it or not, but we're all collecting data. I, I think that the key for me is that, the key question is where does HR provide the greatest value? That That for me is probably one of the most important questions. And at the moment, and for many years, we've relied upon, trust me, I'm an HR person, and I can tell you that this is the right thing to do. And I think leaders, business leaders, are becoming more savvy now, and starting to be more critical and challenging about, is this really the thing we should be doing? Because there's only a, a finite amount of money they can invest, and marketing are asking for money, always asking for money, aren't they? <laughs> Finance are asking, for, you know, do, do you see what I'm saying? So. I think the key question is, what are the processes that add the greatest value from an HR perspective? And we need to turn our practices and processes in, into something that business leaders understand, and that's money. Uh, that's the business language that they use to, productivity percentages, time to do something, time not to do something, number of sales, or growth, income, all that sort of stuff. And that, for me, is where analytics is an integral part of what HR has got to get used to. We have to think differently. It doesn't mean we have to all now become a data scientist, okay? Because in due course, there'll be smart systems that will do a lot of this for us. You can obviously buy it in, or you can work with other colleagues who have got that numerical orientation. So within HR, lots of reward people are really good at the stats finance, they've got a lot of data, but they don't know what to do with it half the time. So maybe there's a, an alliance that needs to become clearer between HR and finance. Everybody on the on the listening is now dreading the fact they have to work closer with finance. But, but what, what I'm saying is that we have to think differently. Analytics is a part of forcing us to think differently, because we need to turn what we do into value. Because if we don't, somebody else is going to be doing our stuff for us. And I really don't want that.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, and and bringing that, I suppose, back to change in a digital world, and we're getting towards the end of our, our podcast already. Yeah, um, that area of, of actually the, the digital ch- the digital world is happening, it's happening fast, etc. But it's more about we as professionals need to step back and say, actually, what are we trying to change in our leaders? What are we trying to change in our employees? Which will impact on actually the customer. And then from that, say, okay, now let's go and have yeah. a digital workplace and see what we need to yeah. evolve. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think
1: that the, I was listening to, uh, I think it was an online conference and Dave Orrick was talking and um, he was sort of revisiting his business partner model and was you know, quite challenging of that. But he, he asked a great question, a series of 12 questions. I can't remember them all, but one that stuck with me was, what is your HR technology strategy? And I think that is a great question to think about. What is your strategy? Have you sat down with the tech team the, you know, the, and the IT team to understand what's available? Do you know what's available? Have you thought about what your HR requirements will be in technology? And how would you build the business case? And, and I think one of the things we have to remember is that I go way, way back to when I first joined the world of work quite a long time ago, I hasten to add. Um, time and motion studies was a big thing and we do not measure time. Time is a huge cost that we just let go, float out the window. We don't measure it. So we need to think about the cost of doing things. And that's the easy way to try and start to build a business case. So I think HR has a critical role in terms of building business cases, facilitating that change, working with all other parts of the business to make sure we're getting the right solutions that are fit for purpose. And I think, we also then need to make sure that we're crafting the solutions in a way that means that we have to start using that data in a more regular, you know, systematic way.
0: So we need to be a little bit more data savvy with our decision making, but and, and understanding there's other people to do it, but it's almost like we need to step up the game a little bit as automation comes in, digital world comes in and become dare I say organizational psychologists to a degree because going back to the things that we do best because the rest will eventually be automated absolutely
1: and my 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 final thought would be you know I said about the, the the high involvement of the workforce you know in in the change process now that isn't just about getting their verbal feedback it may be about getting database feedback about how this process has worked is it working what's working what isn't working and then using that real-time data to then change the, the, the subsequent elements of the project as it moves forward. And that is definitely becoming a really critical part about using real-time data to change some of the programs and some of the, the impact that's being made to make sure that you are truly maximizing and getting that, that return that you want from the investment you're making.
0: Thanks, Dave. And I always knew this subject of making change happen in the digital world was going to be one that was going to be hard to fit into it's, a podcast. It's a big one, yeah. So hopefully, uh, you've uh, listeners, you've got something to be thinking about and, and thinking that actually digital part of it is only part of the story. You need to be thinking about what your outcomes are, etc. Well, thanks, Dave, for being with us. Pleasure. And thanks to you all for listening again to Tap Talks HR. Uh, please share your feedback with us um, or visit us at tapsolutions.com and speak to you soon i